to the Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Mel. Matt. I'm Robin. <laughs> Yay! Hey. We have a delay. Hooray! Um, and we have a very special guest with us this week who sadly has to disappear early because he has to go and rescue a three-legged cat. That is the truth. Um, that's his superpower. As Jess says in this episode, everyone has a superpower. Uh, it is the, uh, the, the, b- b- the magical Michael David. Yay! Yay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I couldn't think of a, a word. Magical, the mighty, there you go. Mighty. The mighty, yeah, there we go. <laughs> the mighty, and, and you are going to go and rescue a three-legged cat. Yes, yes, we've been setting up his room for him, so... Well, yeah, because we have another cat, so uh, we're not throwing them together until they <laughs> smell each other out. Good idea, good idea. Uh, this week, my sister's uh, dog was introduced to my sister's son, because my sister's son has now gone home, and apparently he has not left sitting by the basket and protecting the baby. It's super cute. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah. So he's got like a, a little guard dog <laughs> to protect him Aww. the rest of his life. Aww. Okay, well, this week, uh, well, actually, first of all, I should say, Michael, you joined us for Daredevil. Uh, you are the infamous foggy hater. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, there has to be one of them. And, and Mel, uh, Mel is one too. Oh, and Mel is one too. Yeah, that's uh, right. Okay, the, okay, there's two. There's two foggy haters. Okay. Um, but uh, what did you know of Jessica Jones before watching this series? And have you watched um, the episodes? I, I watched the whole series a long time yeah. ago. When it, <laughs> so, but I, I very little. I, yeah, I knew basics about the character, but um, not a whole lot. And uh, yeah, I watched the entire series, and it was fantastic. And there's no, there are no foggies in Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Maybe the twins. Is that where we're going? Maybe the twins. Well, they're not twins anymore. There's only one of them. Well, yeah, I didn't. I yeah, I know. But I mean, as they might be a little foggy esque, but they're like tertiary characters. Oh, okay. Foggy's like a second player. Oh, but he's adorable. (laughs) I bet you can't wait till season two of Daredevil. (laughs) You know, Jessica Jones kind of ruined Daredevil for me. (gasps) How dare you? I'm going to pick the most foggy episode for you to guess in season two. (laughs) 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 Just to punish you for that. It's just, Jessica Jones is just so good. It's it's hard to top it. I agree. Um, well, speaking of other Netflix series, the big news this week is that uh, they are developing, apparently, a Punisher series starring John Bernthal, who will be playing the Punisher in season two of Daredevil. So that's pretty cool. They must be very pleased with his performance and what they think the reaction will be to the character by the audience. Um, what do you guys think about that? Interesting. Uh, that's fine as long as it doesn't kill the Iron Fist series. Agreed. I'm much more excited about Iron Fist than the Punisher. Yeah, my my only issue or worry about the Punisher series is that I do think, in terms of comics, I think of him more as a supporting character. Like I I find most of the stories with him, I don't find him like an interesting lead character because he's a anti-hero. It's kind of like Wolverine. He's good as a supporting character, but having a whole thirteen hour series, I I don't know. It's the same thing with Elektra. Like I'm glad Elektra is a supporting character. I always think like the the anti heroes are better as supporting characters. It's why I'm kind of not sure about this whole Han Solo movie, you know, coming out. I don't know. What what do you think, Matt? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I just I'm excited for things to come. Yay! 
<laughs> anything as long as we have um iron fist marvel give me it all yeah yeah iron fist please yeah, oh. I, I when I saw that, I was like, how complex is the scheduling going to be now? I mean, it, you know, are we putting off things we've already they already been promised further as a result? I mean, so, so far they haven't. With adding Daredevil <laughs> season two, they've just in, in like squeezed it into the scheduling. Was that never originally part of it? Uh, like, Daredevil season two was only depending on how well season one did, as far as I know. Yeah, but I mean, was the original plan to do one season of each of these things, then the Defenders, then maybe a second season? Um, I think they, the only thing I know is I believe that Netflix, they have to do the Defenders series by a certain date, like as, it, as in by a certain year. But in order to do the Defenders series, they have to have done the four lead up series. So they have to have done, you know, Iron Fist and Luke Cage as well. Um, so if they're doing anything extra, then they're sort of squeezing it in on top of the scheduling. But they were, that was the original deal that was made. That's all I've heard. So I mean, they could change things up. They could, like a la Civil War, introduce the Iron Fist character to the Netflix Marvel Universe in the Defenders. Like, hey, we're meeting this new guy in Iron Fist and oh, we're going to make a team. Oh, I'd hate that. No. And then then give Iron Fist his own series afterwards. I don't know. You'd need so much time, though, for Iron Fist's um, origin, though, I think that I'd be I'd be a bit annoyed if they did that. I don't know. Yeah, but maybe they introduce him as a mystery character. I mean, he's a mystery character to me, so I don't really know what needs to be done to set him up. I think with the setting up they've already done in, like, Daredevil Season 1, they've done a lot of nods to kind of Iron Fist. I think, I don't know, I think it would be a shame if they don't develop the character as well as they've done the others, you know, before the actual Defenders, because it's meant to be the four of them. Otherwise, it would be like, these three characters, oh, and this guy that nobody knows about. <laughs> you know, it'd be a, it, I, I think it would be a shame. I'd feel bad for that actor as well. I'd be like, oh, just yeah. the, the one guy, you know. Um, do we have any other news? I think that's pretty much it, the big news of this week. Uh, Netflix ratings. Cool. Oh, yeah, oh, Netflix yeah. ratings have been really good. Um, and NBC, yeah. like, punked. Netflix by being like, hey, here's Netflix's ratings that they won't release. You know, so we we had our own group uh, do a study, and and it turns out Jessica Jones uh, did pretty damn well mm-hmm. <laughs> according to their system. And actually, this uh, episode was the highest rated one. But is it doing better than that stupid Adam Sandler thing that they released on Netflix? The most watched thing ever of all. <laughs> really? I oh, I didn't realize. I heard Jessica Jones Netflix. was like the top thing though. Yeah. I refuse to watch anything with Adam Sandler in. <laughs> anything. Unless he plays Iron Fist in the Iron Fist series. And then I might be tempted. <laughs> I guess I'll watch this. Hey, ribbity doo! I'm Iron Fist. <laughs> oh, he's so terrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big old racist Iron Fist. Great. I'm a master Oh, he'll be Iron Fist and it'll be like Rob Schneider as Misty Knight and it'll be like oh, <laughs> oh it'll be so horrible you can do it Iron Fist I'm Misty Knight oh, I'm going to do all these characters keep this just this just upsets me so much thinking about it I'm like no no I can't I can't even oh, right okay well I have to cleanse my palate with this this uh, this episode so this week we were we watched the episode episode nine of Jessica Jones, aka Sinbin, written by Jamie King and Dana Baratta, and directed by John Dahl. And we begin where we pretty much thought we would with Kilgrave waking up in the cell, calling for Jessica. 
That's happened to you before, Matt, hasn't it? <laughs> what? what? He woke up, up in a cell calling for Jessica. <laughs> no, no, the thing where he put his feet over the side of the bed and went in ankle deep in water. That's happened to me a few times. Why, why has Mel been trying to electrocute you? What did you <laughs> no, when I when I was a kid, I lived in the basement of my parents' place, and it would. They flood put him in the basement because they didn't like him. He was the least favorite child. <laughs> oh. so all my shit got ruined. All my comic books and my video game consoles <laughs> up on the floor. That's why you got to clean your room. <laughs> yeah. Did well, you wake? Did you wake up though, going, Jessica? Jessica. <laughs> Oddly enough, I did. It's really weird. <laughs> I didn't even know anyone named Jessica. Mm, that's strange. Purple man? Is that <laughs> <laughs> purple Matt? <laughs> so we get the episode title almost straight away with um, Jessica saying to Kilgrave, "You don't see Eric crying when he goes to the sin bin." Yay! <laughs> you always give yourself the bell. You never give us a chance to guess it. <laughs> I, I I deserve the bell. Uh, you I the had bell. To, I had to write all the, the notes down. All the notes. <laughs> I deserve the bell. Um, and I <laughs> one of my first notes for this is I think that him that Kilgrave being called Kevin is the best use of the name Kevin since Cabin in the Woods. Just saying, it's hilarious. I don't know if you guys know about the use of Kevin in Cabin in the Woods. Don't it's remember. so hilarious. I don't remember it's either. one of the monsters on the board is just Kevin. So there's oh, like uh, inbred zombies, witches, sexy witches, oh, yeah. robots, and then there's one that's just Kevin. <laughs> I like to think that it's David Tennant. <laughs> I like to think that it's Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall. <laughs> well, if it's Kevin McAllister, that is a monster. Oh, or that. He could, he could like kill off all the teens in Cabin in the Woods by like setting elaborate traps. That would yes. be really scary. Oh, I like that. Come and get me. <laughs> so creepy. Over here, you big horse's ass. <laughs> lovely cheese pizza. Just <laughs> Which, for some reason, is the line that always uh, I always remembered from Home Alone. It has nothing to do with anything. It's just him looking at cheese pizza. <laughs> oh, anyway. It was your moment of pure happiness. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah. You lost your soul. Well, any any moment where Tim Curry appears is my moment of true happiness. <laughs> oh my God! Did you hear the Tim Curry news this week? Oh, oh don't tell me you died. yeah, no, yeah. you didn't die because I would not be able to record. I'd be upset <laughs> oh, by geez. two of my heroes already dying this week. Uh, he will be narrating the new remake of Rocky Horror. Why no are they doing a remake of Rocky Horror? Why? I yeah, it, it, it somehow lends a, it's just the tiniest smidgen of credibility to it. No, it doesn't. <laughs> before I was like, no. Ugh. The new the remake of Rocky Horror can kiss my ass. Is what it can. <laughs> not having it. Not happy. That was yeah. my sexual awakening as a child. <laughs> as a child. <laughs> um, Your name yeah. is Rocky, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Uh, damn it, Janet. So Kilgrave is yelling at Jessica, but she can't hear him because she's got the microphone off and uh, he cannot control her through the glass wall. Uh, and he stresses again that he's never killed anyone. Um, and obviously she wants him to admit what he did to Hope and Ruben on tape. And then she electrocutes him, which is hilarious. It's a clever trap, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's. I. Th- I thought this whole setup was really stupid. Like I was like, don't you realize that you're gonna you're gonna incriminate yourself by doing this? Mm. It's really dumb. She did seem to make a lot of bad decisions in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of what she does later, where she's like, oh, I'll totally go in and beat him up, and yeah, that worst won't idea ever for me at all. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I couldn't, I, oh, this episode just really pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor Jess. One, one bad idea after the next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like that it was like, uh, well, I don't want to skip ahead. Never mind. <laughs> I just like that she gets like uh, she she gets advice from Hogarth about how to actually make it sort of legitimate. <laughs> yeah. 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 I still don't see how that made it legitimate. <laughs> they had yeah. a locked cell and they were electrocuting him. I don't I don't know if you can get beyond that. Yeah. Oh, come on. Wars have been waged over things like that. <laughs> I mean, and they were feeding him with like fast food, which is gross. Yeah. Ugh. And ketchup, which is even worse. Ugh, gross. <laughs> uh, ketchup's horrible. Um, so Trish has the injured Simpson in the car. Uh, we get a lot of details about Simpson in this episode, guys, which Robin knows stuff about already. Uh, we have details that he likes to take pills. That's about do. it. I'm going to tell you about that later. Yeah. But also the blood on his face in this scene might be relevant to that as well. Oh, I um, maybe. I just, well, I figured it was. Uh, so Simpson is demanding to see Dr. Kozlov. And as they're driving to the hospital, um, there's some crazy jazz music playing. I was like, what is this music? It's like, like there's a crazy jazz band playing in the car. Um, <laughs> and then he breaks down over the death of his boys. But when they arrive at the hospital, the doctor there has never even heard of Dr. Kozlov. Hmm. So what did you think was going on with uh, Simpson at this point? I didn't care. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like Simpson, do you? I don't. Would Simpson be the foggy he is. of the Jones? Really? <laughs> he is for me. Yep. He is not. He, Simpson is not likable. He's not, like, no, f- he's funny. No, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's unlike Foggy. Foggy's no. a delight. I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> oh. just going to keep winding up Mike and, and Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Particularly Simpson Foggy's is, hair. Oh, God. Simpson is <laughs> likable, but at least the actor can act. Yeah. How dare you? Oh, boy. So, I mean, I, there is that. Um, I, I'm going to tell like... you, when I saw Mockingjay Part 3 with mm-hmm. Elton Henson running around, I was like, <gasps> every time like I thought he might have been killed, I was like, <gasps> Foggy. But he was, you was know. Was it Part 3? Uh, yeah. Mockingjay I'm Part sure it felt 2. Like it. Oh, I don't know. It feels like there's about 12 parts. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> the third the second part of the third one, I think. Anyway. Yeah. So Kilgrave is in this cell and he's listening to videos of the young Kevin crying. And then Jessica changes the video to other children being experimented on, including one who's speaking Mandarin. Uh, what's going on here, guys? X-Men? Uh, uh, I don't know. I was wondering if Eric was Eric Lencher. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a weird, a weird date, dif- uh, like age difference, though. <laughs> Mm. Young Magneto. <laughs> when he cries, I felt so bad about. I just like every time I hear poor Kevin wailing, I was. It's just so painful to listen to. Yeah, yeah. like one of the girls at least, like the the young um, the the Chinese boy was being like sewn up. I didn't see what the other girl was, but the last girl looked like she had like leg braces on. Yeah, I was like, oh, horrible. By the way, young Kevin is one of the uh, stars of the indie movie Cop Car. I don't know if anybody's ever seen it. Oh, that. really? Cop Car's awesome. The yeah. Kevin Which Kennedy. is um, by the the guy who's going to, the guy who directed that is going to be directing the new Spider-Man film. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Cop oh, wow. Car is actually very good. Yeah. Yeah. The ending. Uh... Yeah. yeah. Uh, he also directed the horror movie Clown, which is, nope. it's not actually that terrifying, seeing as it is all about <laughs> <interesting>. the clown. <laughs> 
And it's nowhere near as good as Pennywise in Stephen King's It, just saying. Mm-hmm. So Jessica asks about the, the other kids, but Kilgrove said that they were all in different labs and he was too busy looking for his own sadistic parents to be bothered about those. When he sees Hogarth, he immediately switches and is like, help me, please. Oh. Oh, God bless you. God bless you, man. It's <laughs> exactly how us Brits talk, yeah. <laughs> Oi, governor. Governor. Oh, God bless you, sir. Oh. And Jessica electrocutes him again, which is hilarious. Feed the birds. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I say when I need help. I'm like, feed the birds, tap it to feed every time. Oh, we'll talk about really dodgy British accents in this show later. Oh man. Um. So Hogarth wants Jessica to let him go because she says that Jessica has no proof. Because it's weird because I kind of keep forgetting. Oh yeah, Hogarth like has no proof. Has not seen anything that this guy has mind control powers. Um, and then she tells us about the the plea bargain that the DA is offering Hope. Um, and of course, Kilgrave is lip reading. How? Why would he ever need to have that skill? Where would he learn it? And like that you takes a lot of lip reading. What? You can learn lip reading. Yeah, but it takes a lot of time and dedication. Why would he ever decide, hey, I'm going to start learning how to lip read? Maybe when he was a kid and he was in his, like, cell, he would lip read what his parents would say. Did did he actually say he was like, I'm practiced in lip reading? I I thought he just said he's reading her lips. Like, yeah, yeah, he said he's think. Can't you, can't, but, well, it doesn't mean, I mean you're I, actually studied in it. You can, you can actually watch somebody through a glass and be like, I think they said dog. Yeah, maybe you can get a word here or there. You cannot get entire conversations if you're not trained in it. I think he would, um, he's someone as well who's very, very paranoid. So he probably is, uh, he's always kind of aware of what's going on about him. So I imagine he kind of tries and follows people's conversations, but I don't think he's practiced in it. I think he's just getting the gist of the, the conversation you know dubious <laughs> dubious lawyery she looks mad on the phone with somebody and it looked like she said uh what was it uh randy or wendy is that what you yeah. yeah yeah um which look completely different like w and r the way you do those you know words is completely it's not like left. six and sex yeah exactly. <laughs> Oh, that's just your Canadian accent, Matt. <laughs> so, right, we're the Griswolds and we're here for sex. <laughs> so Jessica finds Clemens uh, buying fries, which he then throws away when she tells him he can get pastrami fries around the corner. I was like, what an <laughs> asshole. What, what a waste. Because well, he just like is like like it would be like you buy like ordering something. The guys made them like a sandwich, and then someone comes up and goes, "Oh, by the way, you know that you can get a burger around the corner." And going, "A burger? Ooh, fuck this sandwich!" And then just throwing it back down. <laughs> <laughs> Children starving in Africa. There's, there's nothing poor, interested in people wasting food. This yeah. poor guy. I was like, no, you've asked him for that order. You should buy it. <laughs> An asshole. Did he, so did I was he pay like, for it? No, because he took the money back. He did? Or he didn't just get change? No, I think he he refused to pay for it, didn't he? I'm sure he got his money back. I didn't read that. I don't know. <laughs> bastard. I was like, See, I just you read it as, to break your hand later. There's Jessica, the person that uh, was a part of one of the most like scariest things he's ever been a part of that he's trying hard to just forget. <laughs> you know, because he's too old for this shit. He's two years away from that pension, you know? Mm. That, that old trope. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, yeah, he just completely loses his appetite and throws his food away. I thought he paid for it. Though. Well, when he saw her, he was like, Ugh, "Gross! Yeah. I'm going to yeah, throw I'm... up these fries." Chris, yeah, uh, yeah. he's just like, Bleh. 
No, he just, like, I don't know. He just throws them away. I was like, you asshole. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was an asshole move. So uh, Clemens believes uh, that it was Lieutenant Evans responsible for a prank, which involved a head and cops pointing guns at each other and, you know, Jessica having super strength. I don't know how that works. Um, and then Bates the gave basically, <laughs> Jessica threatens him by saying, oh, I know your home address, bitch, and I'll give it to Kilgrave unless you uh, come and uh, witness something. And Clemens isn't having any of it. Mm. What did you guys think of Clemens? Uh, I don't know. I can see her frustration with this situation. And yeah. I guess he reacted how anyone would, <laughs> really. Particularly after seeing, because Jessica does seem unreasonable every time he's seen her. Just unreasonable. <laughs> yeah, you know, dumping a human head on his desk. Yeah, it is weird how he just brushed that off from his memory, I guess, and they're just like, we can't talk about it, or people will think we're crazy. I want to know what Kilgrave did with Ruben's head. Because mm. Kilgrave walked out with it. Like, where is it? <laughs> like... Trash can. Oh, right outside the station. So sad. Oh, no. <laughs> so sad. Poor Ruben. Um, so, Hogarth is texting um, Desmond regarding the divorce. Wendy now wants 90%. Um, That's just then... unreasonable. Well, I, I think Wendy's just like, I mean, I think I, I'm with Wendy. I love Wendy. She's awesome. Um, she rings Wendy to negotiate and Kilgrave's watching and Wendy's just like, hey, I just want to hurt you, whatever. And uh, Kilgrave gets Hogarth's attention and they have a little talk through the mic. And I thought Mel would like this bit because Kilgrave repeats bitches, right? <laughs> Which I know Mel loves. <laughs> you know, I really, he's the one part that I did really did enjoy about this episode. He's like, he was like really compelling to watch and he's really good at mind tricking people even without his powers mm -hmm. he's already good at it so imagine when he does have his power there like he's just instantly good at it you know mm. yeah he's so good he's so scary yeah but oh geez no i guess we'll get to it never mind <laughs> stop teasing us mel stop teasing us <laughs> where does he poop where does he poop guys <laughs> oh, he has to hold it in his pants i don't know <laughs> <laughs> there's just floaters in the water. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, probably, he probably has to hold it. Although, if he needed to poop, when you electrocute him, surely his bowels would just automatically <laughs> empty themselves. True. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, I have an announcement, guys. Uh, uh, Netflix uh, TCA panels is going on right now, and it's just been announced that Jessica Jones has been renewed for season two. Yay! Awesome. Yay! Breaking news. Awesome. Breaking news. So we will be doing a lot of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Never ending. <laughs> yeah. We go from, yay, just more Jessica Jones from Kilgrave pooping his pants while I'm <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll read from I'll read from the uh, IGN article here. It says, uh, Daredevil. Also, why are you reading stuff while we're podcasting, Robin? What's that Because word? I can multitask. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Daredevil March 18th followed by Luke Cage uh, which is now in production later this year the third Netflix Marvel series Iron Fist uh, the no casting announcement has been made yet uh, so it remains to be seen if we'll get Iron Fist season one or Jessica Jones season two first mm. and well, uh, yeah. since uh, Netflix has also not announced anything today but announced in general that they're going to be boosting up their uh, originals yeah, and going with less, more original content and less, uh, you know, 
bought content. It makes sense, yeah. There's going to be a lot more room to put things yeah. to. It's going to be just, you know, a release here, a release there. They're, they're going to be pushing their schedule much harder. Yep. Particularly, I guess, is because of how well, um, you know, other stuff's done. I don't know if it was an original or not, but like Making a Murderer, that did really yeah, well. Yeah. I don't know if that was like a like commission by Netflix or whatever. I think but it was. Yeah, yeah, it's been like, and it was really good. Uh, well, I think it was bought by Netflix. They tried to bring in yeah, HBO yeah. first. Mm. Uh, um, when's the actual Defenders series coming? Though? Like, when, when oh, like that? you know, wait, I think it's wow, twenty. It's going to be twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. <laughs> Probably tw- late twenty seventeen at this point, at the earliest, I imagine. Because if they went by the schedule they're doing, it would be Iron Fist. I imagine early twenty seventeen, which they could still do. Um, you know, if they start filming in the next few months and they could then maybe do a little cameo in Luke Cage and then Defenders late 2017 or early 2018. I hope they are getting three a year because this is really pushing things ahead a bit. Well, we need that uh, Foggy series for uh, Michael David. That he's going to become a full-time uh, co-host for that one, aren't you, Michael? Foggy Nights. <laughs> <laughs> it'll definitely have a laugh track um, <laughs> provided by you yeah <laughs> <laughs> ah, bezink, ah. Ah. and then it would ah. just be mel going <laughs> <laughs> so um Kilgrave denies that his abilities are inherently bad. They could make any stubborn problem disappear. And uh, he's obviously trying to get Hogarth on side, but she's not falling for it. I think he is right. They aren't inherently bad. He's just bad. Well, yeah, mean... he's just bad. Yeah, exactly. There was something I read which was um, they were saying, you know, in comics, usually if someone gets superpowers on purpose, they turn out to be bad. If they've, like, seeked... Um, seeked out superpowers if it's an accident then they're usually a good character like captain america all the people that try and get super soldier powers that seek them out end up bad but obviously kilgrave this is an accident so he could you know he could be good it's just that he was unfortunately already a sociopath Mm. um he went bad because of how he was brought up basically yeah yeah well because he was brought up in manchester that's why (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> i have got nothing against manchester just saying if he's brought up in london he'd be all right london pride <laughs> simpson is also he should he should have a manchester accent but never mind simpson is in hospital with trish um he won't let the other doctors look at him and he says dr Kozlov will come dr Kozlov will come um and then he tells trish to use the gun that he gave her to kill Kilgrave, as jessica won't do it and Dr. Kozlov arrives, Trish calls Simpson Sergeant Simpson, and Dr. Kozlov's like, Sergeant, what are you talking about, <laughs> crazy kook? And uh, Simpson says that he wants back in, and then Dr. Kozlov tells uh, Trish to leave. So what did you guys think was happening at this point? No idea. I'm sure it's a reference to some superhero. Yeah. I might tell you later. Uh, you know, not knowing anything ahead, if I didn't know anything ahead, I think I would think this was kind of weird and out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it's what I sort of mentioned last week in that we see Malcolm in this episode later. And now that Malcolm is is clean, I, I, I'm I just not interested in his character. Like, he's just this kind of, you know, in the last few episodes, he's just kind of been this lackey for Jessica. And I'm just a bit like, Ugh. whereas at least 
with Simpson, they keep the like all the way through the show. I was interested in what was happening with him, even though I didn't necessarily like the character. I like the portrayal. I think it's really good, but the actual, you know, it kept me interested in the character. Mm. Um, is all I'll say for the moment. You only like a screw up, huh? Well, that's why I love you guys. Oh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Well, thank you, Mr. Lafarge. Someone had to give oh, us a break. Top of the morning to you, Governor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so back in the cell, Kilgrave is copying Hogarth's pacing up and down. Jessica arrives without Clemens, uh, and her new plan is to go into the cell and uh, get Kilgrave to use his powers on camera and for uh, Hogarth to shock them both. So she enters the cell with her little bag of, of fast food and throws it across the cell. And then, and then they land in the water, and then you have to eat a soggy burger. Oh, <laughs> even I don't understand how even videotaping this proves his powers, though. Yeah, um, and there's no way to prove it. Like even if whatever he says, she <laughs> voluntarily do it just to make yeah. it like he has powers. I think oh, I'm gonna hurt doubt. myself. Yeah, I think it's to give like, I don't know, you know, to put doubt into the case so hope saying that this guy controlled her if they can do something i mean she, i don't she's, know she's just desperate i mean how would yeah, you guys do it there's like point. how would you guys do it there's no way to do this really <laughs> there's no not for, not for jessica because there's no way that he's gonna he's gonna hurt her yeah. this is the, thing. the only like, way later you... on if they if they had the film of skipping ahead of louise stabbing herself maybe but that's still not going to make someone believe yeah. That he has this power, it will make you think, um, what the hell? And it might give sufficient doubt to the jury that the there would be a, you know. Well, that she's like, like, they could say the mother is uh, mentally disturbed and, you know, hates her son so much that she's going to kill herself right in front of him to mm. get him put away. Yeah. I would just try to trick him into con- confessing. That's what I'd do. How would I, I think they've tried to do that. And, yeah. you know, that's what Jessica's kind of trying to do here, but... One of the things I like is about the way they try and deal with Kilgrave in the show is that you do also with Hope. We now have it like a ticking bomb because it's you know there's 48 hours until yeah. Hope's but got she does. to say whether she's guilty or not guilty. But Jessica's kind of trying everything, and like she said, she, at this point she is kind of desperate. But she does have that recording of him saying that he did it. Why doesn't she just use that? Um, from the last episode. Yeah, I don't know actually. Mm, what was what what specifically? I'm not remembering this. She, she recorded. She, on she caught the phone. end of him on Simpson's phone, but she only caught the end of it. I don't know. It was enough. She was like, "Why'd you do this? Or, or why'd you do this to Hope?" And he's like, "Well, because this." Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Mm. Mm, I don't just know. A clean recording. I don't know. I don't know. We're just Jessica's has bad decisions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Been disappointed. Speaking, speaking of which, she then tries to play Kilgrave by telling him to beg for her. Then she hits him, then she insults him. But Kilgrave is just going, you've got all the power here, I've got no power. And of course, Jessica gets more and more angry and just beats him up and throws him in the wall and stuff. And and she has got all the power. And he, like they say later, she doesn't even need to use his powers against her to control her. Um, so Hogarth goes to electrocute the floor, but Trish stops her. Um, Jess goes to knock him out, or probably knock his head off his his shoulders by the way she was looked like she was going to hit him but mm. trish electrocutes them both i felt like this plan might have been uh bad to begin with because what if they land face down in the water yeah and they drown 
Yeah. yeah. yeah there you'd were a couple to, times. You'd have like to run they, in there and, I don't know. <laughs> you can drown in a puddle, guys. It took, it took yeah. so long. Like, later when she's trying to save uh, Kilgrave's mom, mm-hmm. it took so long for her to get in that damn cell. Yeah. So, it, you know, if she had fallen face down, she would have had plenty of time to drown. It but, looked like the father fell face down as she was leaving the cell to go after Kilgrave. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's how the next episode that. starts, is that he's drowned. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I didn't understand why. When there's someone in there, like when she sends the parents in, why she has to seal both doors. Why not leave the outer door open? Because he could yell out to the people in the other room. Yeah, it's hermetically sealed. It's a, oh, yeah. Oh. This whole setup, though, like, I, I dug it for the because it was very sci-fi. Like, that mm-hmm. whole, it like seemed like Independence Day or something. <laughs> Don't be talking about any Jeff Goldblum here, Robin. <laughs> or when Brent, when Brent Spiner is being uh, yeah. made to speak for the alien. Yeah, I just love, I love David Tennant glowering out of the, uh, the cell. And it makes me kind of wish like it makes me wonder what it would have been like if he had been cast as Hannibal in the Hannibal series what he was supposed to be cast he he was the second choice so it was between him and Mads Mikkelsen yeah I thought I told you this yeah he was the second choice and um they cast they went with Mads Mikkelsen but apparently Brian Fuller who created Hannibal was so impressed with David Tennant's performance that he wanted to cast him at some point in the series as a psychopath because he was like oh he plays psychopath really well Awesome. Um, but it just makes me because he's in the cell at this point it makes me wonder like how he would have played Hannibal I think it would have been really cool not that I had any problems with Mads Mikkelsen because I am after all hashtag mad about Mads <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Jess and Trish watch the playback um, and they start playing the video again of young young Kevin in his cell and Trish suggests that they just leave him and Hope takes the deal and they can just leave um, and then she tells Jessica about the bomb because obviously Jessica didn't know about that. And then as they're talking about the bomb, they get onto the subject of Kevin's parents. And then Jessica thinks, ah, maybe they could be the thing to push him to breaking point. And this was like, how are you going to find his parents, you know, by morning? They could be anywhere in the world. They're the McAllisters. <laughs> <laughs> what would you have done if his surname turned out to be McAllister, Matt? Would you have died of happiness? Yes. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen you just go, ah, 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 and then like a little, <laughs> little mat with little wings and a halo just go, ah, for like up to heaven, like in a cartoon. <laughs> would you like, uh, would you like another Netflix CCA panel update? Sure. Here's a hot minute. Uh, the hot thing. Uh, uh, he's, uh, when asked about the Punisher, um, uh, Ted Sarandos, a guy from Marvel and Netflix, uh, said, uh, we're still on the five we originally announced. Mm-hmm. So okay. I guess they're not. They, ready to be to honest, they're probably. I would imagine they are putting some development in. So looking at how they could do it, if they were to do a series, and then they're going to wait until Daredevil is released and see what the reaction is like to the character. Mm-hmm. And then if the reaction's good, they can go straight into doing a series. If it's not, then they can skip it. I'd imagine because if if the character isn't liked in Daredevil, then why do a series? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hogarth and Pam um, in the in her office, Wendy sent all the info to blackmail Hogarth to the entire firm inbox, and Pam just managed to catch it in time. And then she demands that Hogarth handles Wendy, uh, and she encourages her by giving her a little bit of loving. 
<laughs> and then taking it away. Mm. That's, that's horrible. I thought that was funny that she was like, when I saw you being like a sexy lawyer in the sexy courtroom. She was like, oh, like it's it was just so weird. To, like, I've never thought of lawyers as sexy, I guess. So. What about, what about um, when you saw Foggy in the courtroom, Mel? Uh, uh, <laughs> he's a total hottie, yeah. Marcy thinks so. He's her Foggy there. <laughs> At this point, I was like, way to go, lady. You just forced her hand in, into working with Kilgrave. Oh, she did, too. <laughs> forced her hand into working with Kilgrave. Let me finish what? my sentence. <laughs> it's like in the previous episode, you know, when Missy's like, I've got ladies to please. i got to keep my digits. Oh. <laughs> uh, wow. That was super hot, though. I'll just say it. I was yeah, it was super hot. Um, Jessica and Trish examine the video for more details, and Kilgrave sadly writes, help me and catch up on the club. <laughs> Who is that for? I laughed so hard. Well, it's not even the fact that he just writes it. It's the fact that he, like, knocks on the the thing as if to go, look, look, I, I wrote help me and catch up. Help me, Jessica. Look, look what I wrote. It's just like, he's so pathetic. Oh, <laughs> he even wrote it back for some... Oh, I love it. <laughs> I got a poop of hedgehog in it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, um grow the tail. Nice, you're grown. Oh god. So Jessica wonders about the reference to Eric and the sin bin, and realizes it's a reference to Eric Brantford, who, as far as I know, isn't a real person, but I don't follow rugby. Um, and the rugby club at in Manchester. Yeah, Manchester University or something. Yeah. Um, and then she calls the head of Manchester University, and I was like, this this better not be a real British actor, because I don't believe it is, because this person talks like they're out of freaking Mary Poppins, saying, oh, good egg, and oh, those sods, they buggered off or whatever. I was like, what? What, what is this? <laughs> Are you saying Mary Poppins is not accurate? I'm saying Mary Poppins is not at all accurate. And I'll tell you a sad fact about Mary Poppins. For years, I believe that uh, Cherry Tree Lane, like the road where they filmed, I believe like that was a real place and you might be able to go and visit it. And then I found out years later it was a set and it broke my heart a bit. Aww. Yeah. So I was like, I want to go and visit that road. It's awesome. Uh, I'm just saying, this guy, he sounds like a bit of a, oh, I'm playing an English person. Oh, good egg sod. Oh, bollocks, blah, blah, all this. I was a bit like, mm. I'm exceedingly. I'm so English. <laughs> also, if he's at the University of Manchester, obviously it doesn't mean that he's necessarily from Manchester. How about getting some other Manchester accent? How about that? We don't all have the same accent in England. Just saying. Did you see Kingsman? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Mark Hamill. <laughs> that would be Mark Hamill? Oh, yeah, that's true. He did, like, a super-duper British accent. It was it was great. I loved it. But I was like, I don't know if it's accurate, but I love it. <laughs> He's basically like, toodle-pip. What-what? <laughs> well, even, I, I even the main guy in that was doing an accent, because he's Welsh. The main oh, guy, the one who played Eggsy, yeah, he's Welsh. Huh. I realized that um, Eric being a rugby player from the university, which is where the parents were, was a way to connect, get Jessica to figure out where the parents were in the end. Mm -hmm. um, but I was kind of sad. I was like, oh, he's just a rugby player. I was like, oh, Eric. Ooh, I wonder who Eric's going to be. But You were hoping it was going to be a superhero or something? Somebody they're experimenting on. Oh. You know, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Well, they can't overdo it, though. Yeah. 
with like the connections and stuff like there's already yeah it'll be too crazy yeah it's already i mean it's super convenient the way they put it together like just yeah yeah um she finds out it's albert and louise thompson so kilgrave's name is kevin thompson (laughs) (laughs) which is adorable um and in the next scene hogarth is telling hope about the plea bargain and hope wants to talk to jessica but wait oh sorry does that mean that he legally changed his name to kilgrave I hope so. So there's still a chance that his <laughs> actual name is Zedidiah or Zebediah or Zebediah. whatever. No, he's, he, they said he's been avoiding the cameras all his life. He hasn't legally done anything. He could have just na- changed it to, Zeb- to Kilgrave, like Madonna, one word. <laughs> he just Zebediah. goes by the name, I'm assuming. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Uh, so Jessica and Trish are still studying photos of Kilgrave's parents and just thinks that his mum looks familiar. Uh, so what did you think at this point? Were you like... Did you think that maybe we'd seen her before? Like, did you cotton on to this at all? Because this took me by surprise when I saw the series. I was like, oh, it's that Bernie face woman. I don't remember her. Yeah, I didn't remember her. because I didn't remember her at all. And the only reason I kind of mentioned her in the episode where she was introduced was because I knew this was going to come up later. So I was like, oh, yeah, and there's that woman with the Bernie face. Hmm, wonder what her story is. Really, like, it would have been hard for us to remember because, like, watching it just once a week and stuff, mm-hmm. it's... And also, she never talks, and I I watched it all in one go, and I didn't remember her at all. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, neither did I when I saw it, yeah. I was like, who? Who is this woman? Um, So, uh, Jessica gets a call from Hope. Hope says that she's going to take the deal, but Jessica convinces her otherwise by saying that she's got Kilgrave prisoner. And then she steps on a photo of Louise, and the dirt on her face makes her realise something, but we don't know what yet. (laughs) Dun-dun-dun. So in the next scene, Jessica goes to the Court Square Diner where they're doing the support group. Um, she's asked Malcolm to assemble them. And as soon as Betty enters, Jessica's like, hey, what's your story? Tell us about your story. Huh? Huh? Tell us about your story, bitch. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Betty runs away and then Jessica reveals that it's Kilgrave's mother. <laughs> yeah, were you guys shocked? Did you gasp and put your hands up? I was only <laughs> shocked at the sheer coincidence of her being in that city at that time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. The well, odds of that. It sounds like it's because they followed. They they went there when they heard about hope. Is what do they saying. go? Okay, but I'm sure he does shit all over the world. Do, do they go all follow him all over the world? Maybe. <laughs> I I think this is the first that got some attention through the press. Like you have to follow it back. Like hope gets convicted, says that it's this guy Kilgrave, and that. Uh, uh, you know, uh, there's a law firm looking for other victims of this quote-unquote Kilgrave guy, and then, you know, all the wackos show up, but there are also people like the mother who are genuinely looking for some help. Wait, we gotta, we gotta send Michael off. Oh, sorry. Oh, Michael. Is he gone? Is he still here? No, I'm still here. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us when you have yeah. to go, and we will now. take your yeah. yeah, I have to hop oh. out. I have to go set up oh. some lists. Time to rescue a cat. Yeah. What is your score out of 10, Michael David? Uh, of all the episodes, I, I would give this one half. Because um, I think there are some that are just, you know, blow you away. So mm-hmm. I like this one, but uh, there's others that really, really, really stand out. Okay. So I give seven. seven and a half poopy waters. Oh. <laughs> and with that, you have to go and get your three-legged cat. Yes, yes, and I'll, I won't do any Jedi mind tricks on anybody on the way over there or <laughs> lock anybody in a basement with a hermetically sealed room or anything. Not that you're going to tell us about anyway. And if I told you, you would forget and I would just tell you something else. Ooh. 
Scary. I'm recording every word. Thanks for coming on, Michael. Do you want to do you want to say quickly where people can find you <laughs> on interwebs? Uh, if you're playing Fallout, you can listen to the Fallout feed. Uh, Fallout show we do. That's I'm, I'm playing Fallout Shelter. Does that count? Sure. Yay! I all played right. Fallout Shelter. That's fine. I love it. <laughs> cool. All right. Good luck with we your will... cat. Yeah. Yes. Good luck. Bye, yeah. guys. Bye. 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 Awesome. So Albert and Louise are packing up to leave, um, but Jessica is waiting. She breaks down a door. We should have a drinking game for every time Jessica breaks down a door. Um, <laughs> she demands that they go with her to stop him, but they then she realizes that they are scared because they think that he actually sent her. And then we get Kilgrave's backstory. He was born with a degenerative neural disease, and they did experimental study uh, on him using a virus to repair his DNA. But the side effects were mind control. Oh, don't you know? Mm-hmm. Um, they were his prisoners for years, carrying out his instructions. Uh, one day he had a tantrum and he made Louise burn her face with the iron. Um, they ran away and then they've arrived here when they heard about hope. And Jessica says, well, you're still irresponsible, which I agree. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then they both agree to go with Jessica. Could you imagine how horrible that would be, though, to, you know, you're trying to fix your, your child. Mm-hmm. And you just end up making it worse. And then you have to live with that. That's awful. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can understand why they ran away. Like, it's almost unbearable to live with, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, the the shame and seeing what he's... And also, like, the mother going to that support group and hearing about all the other things he's done. But how do you you even deal with that? How do you deal with a son that you can't control? Do you know what I mean? Like, and nobody can control him. That's pretty awful. I don't know. There was in the um, Easter eggs, I think it was, uh, from Den of Geek, they did a comparison, or they said a comparison between this um, reveal and the Twilight Zone episode. Um, Is it good? uh, What was it called? Let me have a look. It's a Good Life, which was the the sort of classic one with um, Anthony, the boy who can control people. They did it as well in the movie and in the new Twilight Zone. I don't know if you guys know that episode. And it's about, it's like one of the really well-known ones. And it's about a boy who basically has the whole town hostage because he can read minds. And then if someone displeases him, like when he has a tantrum, if they displease him, he sends them to the cornfield. But you never actually know where the cornfield is. But basically they vanish forever. It's really creepy. I think they parodied it in The Simpsons. They did. Oh, probably, yeah. And they they did a version of it in the Twilight Zone movie, but it was much more like the kid was obsessed with... um, with cartoons so he basically made like cartoon world real like it was very weird um directed by joe dante it was very like joe dante sort of gremlin sense of humor um but yeah i was like actually that is quite a good comparison it sort of like makes me think of that now it was pointed out so um clemens is leaving work and then he gets a text from someone unknown which has an address and a video of jessica beating up kilgrave (laughs) so he's like well i'm gonna go and check out this Looks like a crime's being committed or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Trish and Kilgrave are staring at each other um, through the glass. Trish takes out her gun and thinks, but then Hogarth enters and she quickly puts the gun away. And Hogarth- I love how there's a lot of this this episode. Like a lot of like, I'm gonna do this. No way. No. Oh no! Someone's entered. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking the same thing about the the Hogarth thing because I was predicting that Hogarth would be the one to let him out, and she almost did like twice in this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And both those times, I was like, "Oh, here she goes! Here we go!" Fulfilled. <laughs> yeah, we knew nothing good would come of of Simpson giving Trish that gun, and it's yeah. actually what releases him. It's like, yeah. you know, 
Um, yeah, so Hogarth comes in, tells Trish to go and take a break, and then she says to Kilgrave, I'm, li- I'm listening, and then he smiles in an evil, sexy David Tennant way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, Trish calls uh, the Metro Hospital to check on Simpson, and she's like, well, he, he's probably unconscious. I mean, he's, like, dying, and he's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> I've got loads of energy, um, and tells her to leave town. And then we see that Dr. Kozlov has been giving Simpson some meds and then he gives him some more and tells him about them. Uh, Simpson asks for a red, but Kozlov says that protocol was changed after Damascus. And then he says you need to take one red to get you going, two whites to keep you even and one blue to bring you down. Um, And then as soon as he leaves, Simpson immediately takes two reds. And I was like, you asshole! You just won't listen to anyone, will you? Trinity walks in and she's like, wow, there's a white pill too? <laughs> <laughs> it should have been uh, it should have been Lawrence Fishburne as Dr. Kozlov. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then it's like, and if you take this other one, you end up in my other film. Um, what's another film <laughs> starring Lawrence Fishburne? Apocalypse Now. There you go. <laughs> Young Larry Fishburne, he's known in that movie. Oh, Larry Fishburne. <laughs> Speaking of Hannibal as well, obviously he's in Hannibal. Yes. Um, so Hope goes to, um, oh, sorry, uh, so Hogarth goes to enter the cell, but is stopped by Jessica coming back. So we obviously think, oh, she's going to let him out. Then Louise and Albert enter. And, oh, little Kilgrove's face. I know he's a monster, but it's David Tennant, and he just looks so, like, surprised. I was like, aww. It's just it's just David Tennant's big brown eyes, guys. I can't help it. <laughs> he is. He does a great job. He's kind of reduced to being a, like a kid again. Yeah, he's so good. Like even Jessica says, like you know, like when she's watching the video, she's like, even I feel sorry for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very good at being this, as I said, this kind of pathetic like character. It was, um, it's pretty funny how she was like, just watch this, and then he has like goes into this whole thing of like reconciling with his parents, and it's all sweet and stuff. She's like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Even like the bit where Louise puts her hand on the window and like he puts his hand on the other side, I was kind of like, I don't know, I got a bit choked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> even though he's a monster, I was just like, oh, I don't, I don't yeah. know, it just got to me. Um, Clemens enters with his gun cocked, but uh, Trish then pulls her gun on him. And then you guys gun- are all going to be in a lot of trouble for pulling a gun on a cop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's going to jail after this. Uh, they cuff Clemens to a pipe as a witness. Um. Yeah. Oh. Horrible sorry. ideas all around. Yeah, it's terrible. And the first thing Louise says to him is, "Have they been giving you enough to eat?" And I was like, "Oh my god, she's such a mum. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, such a mum thing to say, isn't it?" Yep. Have they been giving you enough to eat? Yeah, I guess. Good. Stab. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's how she wanted it to go. Um. Kilgrave laughs at them and immediately does a little sob story, saying, and then. Albert says bollocks and I was like that was the only like Englishism I liked because I was like yeah that's a great word that's one of my favorite words it's great it's pretty great yeah um, but again Kilgrave is again just being like it's anything but it being my fault it's, none exactly. of this is my fault yeah um and he says he's now changed thanks to Jessica he saved children are you proud of me mum I saved children I did um and but he's angry that they left him and then Louise says I'm never gonna leave you again ever ever I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Son, stab, 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 stab. <laughs> Were you guys like, whoa? Because yeah. I know I was. <laughs> when it happened, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I knew something bad was going to happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, she stabs him in the sh- in the back with some scissors. 
It was like, whoa. I was, yeah, I was really surprised when that happened. And then from this point on, I have so many notes because it all goes a bit crazy. So Kilgrave tells Louise to pick up the scissors, which she does. Jessica's excited because that's on tape, but it's not enough evidence still. Um, Jessica's like ready to, to shock them. And then Kilgrave tells Louise for every year that she left him alone to stab herself once, which Louise does. So, and as soon as she starts stabbing herself, Jess hits the button, but it doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? Uh, I think it's shorted out. I don't know. Or maybe, I, th- I actually thought this time, I was like, maybe uh, Hogarth shorted it out because she was going to let him go. How did she short it out? I don't yeah, know. Like she, Maybe I unplugged just... something or I don't know. You mm. sort of see it spark and stuff. So I think it's just, you know, it's shorted out of convenience. <laughs> yeah. And, but Jessica's like... She picked up the scissors. That's good enough. Like, I don't, that's not good enough for anything. No, it's not. She's like, great. Sorry, Matt, what were you saying? I was just saying, yeah, she said, or he told his mom to pick up the scissors. She did. And then that was good enough for Jessica. She's like, okay, let's hit the button. I got my evidence. Yeah, (laughs) which isn't going to prove anything. (laughs) Puff me says, pick up the scissors. And she's like, okay, I will. Um, then, so Jessica tells everyone to run. Hogarth, as she runs, picks up the gun, I think. Um, Jessica enters the cell, and then Kilgrave tells Albert to pick up the scissors and to cut his heart out. I was like, whoa. Meanwhile, Trish shoots the glass, which isn't going to do anything, apart from she wings Kilgrave, you know, like on his shoulder hit. But it's like, you've just given him a way to escape, you numpty. Um, oh, Patsy. Which he does, and as he leaves, he tells her to put a bullet in her skull. Uh, she goes to shoot herself, but she's out of bullets. So <sighs> Holy cow, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It didn't I seem was... like she fired enough to be out. I thought she only fired, like, four. Um, I, I can't remember if she's used that gun before in another episode. I don't think she has. The gun might not have been full. Anyways, either. yeah, she's lucky. Yeah, yeah she but yeah, she's very lucky. She's been a blank, too. But obviously, there are other guns in this room, so do you think next episode she's just going to pick up... I mean, if she, it doesn't have to... It's just a bullet in her skull. Yeah. She could just pick up Logically, any gun. Yeah, she should pick up the police officer's gun. It's like the guy eating his phone, you know, from the other yeah. episode. But he did say put a bullet through your skull. Yeah, so she would try to do that by any means necessary. Well, she tried to put a bullet in her skull. Oh, one, you mean she'd stop one, after one she tried One single bullet, yeah. yeah. Wording. Mm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Either she, way, I think she's done with guns at this point. This whole gun thing has been, you know, a, a literal checkups gun since uh, uh, Simpson gave it to her. Mm-hmm. Mm. And yeah. been waiting for like her to try, but she's now tried and t- failed terribly, almost killed herself. So I think she's done with guns. She better no be. good comes out of guns. No. Um, and what then happens? So Kilgrave tells Clemens to follow him. So Clemens has to break his uh, his hand to get out of the handcuffs. Yeah. Um, Jessica um, is fighting Albert to stop him from cutting his heart out with the scissors. Then she manages to cut uh, to catch up to Kilgrave. Kilgrave tells her to let him go, but she doesn't. And then tells her in slow of, motion. No, th- at this point he's like, "Let go," and she doesn't. Oh, right. um, and then Clemens attacks Jessica. And then when Jessica gets outside, this is when we get a flashback to it. And I was like, "Why are we having a flashback to something that happened two seconds ago?" <laughs> 
And then it's, it's like, just something that realized, let me go, Jessica. Because it wasn't obvious. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. obvious enough to everybody in episode one when she resisted his. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. faked this out long ago. No, but she's just having that realization. Yeah. You yeah. Know, that's why That's why she's just realizing I he doesn't have power over me anymore. And like, she like, didn't realize that when she walked away, she didn't realize that that was her like walking away. She thought maybe that was a fluke. But she probably was in shock because she just killed someone and she's kind of coming out of it, you know. But now she knows that she doesn't buy into his controlling. Which is true because we haven't seen him control her since then. Yes, which brings me to the question, like, can you, you, so once you know what he's doing, is that it? Like, is his power, does his power have, I think it's just. She's, I don't know, she's somehow trained her mind to, to resist him. Well, like, that's what I Trish mean. Trish knows what she's, he's doing, but... But that's what I mean, like, training your mind, like, realizing that that's what he's doing to you. Yeah. But Trish and knows, you're able, and he's able to control Trish. But Trish has never had, had him control her before, has she? No, true. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think maybe, well, this is when she sort of realizes, I love... I love that she gets that smile on her face because it is just like the power's kind of back with her, you know. Mm. Mm. Although I would be like, oh, crap, he's out in the world again. <laughs> but at least she has something on him. Yes, yeah, yeah. she's got something on him, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was the episode, guys. Uh, so shall we do some Easter eggs? Yes. Are you? Yes. There's not actually that many, but are you uh, oh. nice and, nice and uh, empty-bellied? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Hold on, I gotta throw up. <laughs> oh <my laughs> <God>. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. <laughs> uh, I can't. I ate. I ate the burger. I shared the burger with Purple Man. <laughs> Where were you? Were you hiding in the water? Like yes. some kind of fluke monster? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's really terrifying, Mel. Um, okay, so here's a little one to start you off. So Jess, as Jess is running after Louise as they've left uh, the cafe, we can see in the background there's a cafe called the Yost Cafe. It might be a coincidence, but Christopher Yost is a Marvel writer and he also wrote the script for Thor The Dark World and is writing the script for Thor Ragnarok. Oh. It's probably a coincidence, but it was under them anyway. Um, there was one which compared uh, young Kevin enslaving his family to the Twilight Zone episode, It's a Good Life, which I mentioned already. Um, we get uh, Kilgrave's full real name, which is Kevin Thompson. Um, lots of people being experimented on and Reva knowing about it could be a link to Luke Cage's origin story, as Luke and Reva were obviously married. So we'll have to see if that plays out to anything. And then lastly, Will Simpson. Okay. So, Robin, tell us what you know about this already. Uh, I didn't realize that. So no more. Are you saying there's going to be no more revelation about him? Like that there we, will what be we that know- he is a he is a character which is pretty much revealed from the comics. They just haven't revealed him by name and they won't reveal him by name. But I think oh, okay. the character he is. All I know is that, what was the character's name? I can't remember. I didn't look it up intentionally since I started catching on to it. But it's the guy that paints his face with the American flag and he eats mm-hmm. a lot of pills. And he's, like, sent in um, to When did people. you know that the Will Travel was playing, like, the, this character was going to show up? Because there was a lot of speculation before Jessica Jones started that this character, who I'll say in a minute, was going to show up in this series. But I think you you quite uh, you were spoiled on it, weren't you, Robin? Yeah, I, I stumbled across like a Facebook post. Uh, somebody posted an article that said, 
uh, Jessica Jones characters in, you know, if they look the way they do in the comic book. So it had a picture of like Luke Cage with the tiara, but it nice. was like Mike Coulter with like a Photoshop tiara. And then I, sh- I saw the image of uh, Will Simpson with the American flag uh, face paint on. And I was like, oh, so he's supposed to be that guy. Damn okay. it. Yeah. But I, so- I don't know too much about him. Well, this character in the comics, the reason they've probably changed the character's name, given the character the name Will, is because in the comics the character is known as Frank Simpson. So obviously they don't want to get him confused, I imagine, with Frank Castle, who's the Punisher. Um, but he's also known as the name Nuke uh, yeah, in the comics. So um, the character was created in issue 232 of Daredevil by Frank Miller. Um, he is a character in the the one of the most famous and most highly regarded Daredevil stories, Daredevil Born Again, which I really hope they adapt yes. for one of the series of Daredevil because it's amazing. It's great. Um, and he was a, a traumatized soldier who became a failed super soldier. So I kind of thought it was funny earlier in the series when I can't remember who said it. It might have been you, Matt, but we were discussing that he kind of looked like Steve Rogers. He had that kind of Captain America blonde hair blue eyed type thing going on because he is obviously a failed super soldier there was lots of attempts obviously to recreate the experiments that made steve rogers into uh, captain america um one of them was in the incredible hulk movie there's been like some other ones and this is obviously one of them we don't know much about it yet um but in the comics he would take red white and blue pills um to kind of power him Um, He had a tattoo of the American flag on his face, like Robin said. When you see his blood in the car earlier, I don't think it's intentional, but you have like one line of blood going down vertically and one going horizontally. So it's kind of like the corner of a square shape or a rectangle shape. I think they might have done that to hint at his tattoo on his face. But yeah, so that is this character. Wow, that's... There's some obscure characters in this. I thought I knew all the obscure characters, but I'd never heard of that guy. <laughs> it's interesting because he's shown up sort of here and there throughout the years, but he's most well known for turning up at the end of Born Again. I mean, I know uh, about characters like the Wizard, and I don't know about <laughs> the Wizard. Does he peel up? If Gilgrave had to wee in his cell, he would have become is, the wizard. What is the wizard? Please tell me. <laughs> he's, he's pretty much like a golden age Quicksilver. Okay. He's, he goes, uh, goes really fast. Okay. <laughs> I wish his power was that he whizzed. Like he's <laughs> he had like powerful wee or something. I don't know. Acid wee. <laughs> he wheezed on you and that's you. Yeah. <laughs> um, May I um, give you one last uh, uh, Netflix panel newsflash? Uh, in the Easter egg section, uh, just uh, I saw a tweet that says uh, no specifics on when Jessica Jones season two is, is going to debut. It depends on when they do the Defenders, which is still being determined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they they're not even come until after the Defenders. Who knows? Yeah, they well they need to do Defenders by a certain point. So I think because Daredevil yeah. was the first show, they knew that they'd have had enough time before Defenders to do a second series of of um, Daredevil. So. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, they, um, they said like they're spending like Netflix is spending like six billion dollars on original content. Mm-hmm. Six billion dollars. Well, so, some of it uh, is been. I mean, some of it has been amazing. I mean, so good, you know. So maybe they'll have enough time to throw like you know maybe three Marvel series a year. You know? mm, maybe mm. Um, there was discussion on the Defenders TV podcast Facebook group, our buddies at Defenders TV podcast, um, about which characters we would like to show up. And I still really, really want Moon Knight. <laughs> I really want Moon Knight to I'm show up at some point. 
Um, I don't know if he could do a series on his own because he's very, he's really un- unknown. But then Jessica Jones was unknown and her series has been really well received. And I think he'd be a really interesting character because he's series. slightly local. I want a Down series of Shang-Chi. <laughs> oh, Shang-Chi would be great. Shang-Chi is I want Namor. <laughs> I want Namor, like just a buff dude walking around in a Speedo being a dick to everybody. With little <laughs> with little angel wings on his ankles. <laughs> yeah. well, I, want, I would love Namor to appear in, if they do another Fantastic Four movie, which I really don't want them to do, I want Namor to appear in that because there's the history between like him and Sue Storm. Oh, yeah. But I just want him to be being a dick to Reed Richards because oh, yeah. Reed Richards deserves it because Reed Richards is a dick. So. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Which is he why he he's was not aware that he's a dick. Namor doesn't give a shit that he's a dick. Reed doesn't is just not aware that he's a dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but characters who just don't care are better because <laughs> they're just like, yeah, I'm a dick. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the last of your Easter eggs, guys. But I will say, um, obviously, I will give you a little spoiler. They are not going to be. Um, Simpson is not going to be tattooing his face with an American flag, unfortunately. Um, I know you're sad about that, but there will be a little hint at it in the future, so look out for that. I thought that was face paint, but it's a tattoo, huh? Well, I think it's a tattoo because he's he's you know he's very patriotic. That's dedication to tattoo yeah. face. Yeah. yeah, he's he's a, he's a patriotic guy, you know. Uh, okay, so now it is time for quotes. Hey, I, I think I've lost, quote my, I've lost my notes. Where are they? I've got a few. Uh, who wants to go first? I didn't write any. I forgot. I'll just uh, say. I'll just. I'll I was just, just say. Just confounded by the stupidity of this episode. <laughs> I'll just say. Uh, this is my impression of Kilgrave and fast food. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then write the the help me and catch up. Yeah. <laughs> That's the noise writing on the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have one. Granted, it is a mundane name, but Kilgrave, talk about obvious, was Murder Corpse already taken? <laughs> I'd love it if his name was Murder Corpse. I have, the, uh, I have a David Bowie retrospective edition of our court section by saying, For my will is as strong as yours, my kingdom as great, you have no power over me. Don't, I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh, David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Um... Let me, I think I have another one. Let me have a look. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, so you infected him. Wow. I wish I had a Mother of the Year award so I could bludgeon you with it. <laughs> uh, if that was foreplay, I'm all in. David. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, have, I'll say my last one is, uh, yeah, well, this bitch is in control of you now, asshole. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> uh, I've got another Jessica one as well, which... Um, Oh, Hogarth says, this was your plan. My plan was to cut his balls off, but now I'll settle for a confession. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Oh, forgot one more. One more. Simpson, I will kill you if you die in my car. <laughs> <laughs> How is the uh, SS wish now, uh, Robin? Sunken. Like, Uh-oh. Cameron's going to make a movie about it. It's, it's <laughs> totally sunken. Is it like, uh, you know? It's a ghost in the abyss. Oh. They might, it might still work out for those two crazy kids. <laughs> crazy is right. <laughs> right, well, we have an email from Heidi. Does someone want to read it? I'll read it. Yay. It's in Skype. 
Hey guys, this hey. whole, I'm always saying that, this whole getting a confession while Kilgrave is locked in a box thing is not going to work. I agree with you. And when he escapes, he's going to be angry like the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jessica. You had to get to her. Okay, I'll eat my words. Sorry, I doubted you, Hogarth. Well, she still kind of went it. for it, though, at the end. She oh, I guess it's like, yet. she doesn't know that yet. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Um, what is up with Will? Matt, stop scrolling. I'm helping. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> what is up with Will? Why won't he let any other doctor look at him? Uh-huh. <laughs> the scene of Jessica trying to make Kilgrave angry was really intense. I agree with her later statement. I feel sorry for him, too, but mostly because he's David Tennant. <laughs> Trish and Jessica find Kilgrave's parents. It didn't look like they were trying to save him in those videos. What about the other children? I'm still not sure I believe them. Malcolm has support group superpowers. Aww. <laughs> oh, Hogarth. Now I will have to eat my words again. <laughs> yep. I feel like whatever is going on with Will is probably in the comics, but I have no idea what it is. It is, is it like the Matrix with all the different colored pills? <laughs> hmm. Everyone's think alike. Yes. Yeah. I don't understand how those doors work. How could Jessica lock herself inside, but Kilgrave can't let himself out? <laughs> it was a little confusing. Because the door's on, the lock's on one side. Yeah, if, if Jessica locks herself in, she can't get out either. Yeah. She'd have to yeah. rely on somebody else to let her out. Yeah, it was still a little weird. Well, she did lock her, like, she locked the door, like, the first door when she went on the inside. So, like, in between doors, mm -hmm. she locked it herself. Mm. So if Kilgrave got in between that lock, he would be able to unlock it. Oh. Well, no, the, the, the outside door doesn't matter. Like, he, he should never, theoretically, never be able to get to that door. So it doesn't matter if you... Yeah, but if he did get to that door, he'd be yeah. able to unlock it. Uh, where am I? Okay. Okay, wow. <laughs> I, knew <he> would <laughs> I knew he would escape. But that was incredibly brutal. The scissors in the hand with, and Trish with the gun. Wow. So it appears that Kilgrave no longer has control over Jessica and it seems she just figured that out yep <laughs> yep I really really want to keep going I'm resisting for you guys and <laughs> oh my god she's watching with us <gasps> I feel oh, so strong good for you Yay. Um, I will remain spoiler free I think <laughs> Someone <laughs> tell me to remain spoiler free. <laughs> Until next time, Heidi. So Heidi, remain spoiler free for remain us. Spoiler free. Be strong. <laughs> Only a few weeks to go. Four episodes left. We believe in you, Heidi. Yes. By the way, guys, um, I have posted in Skype a picture of Nuke from the comics. So you can see what he looks like. Okay. So have a look. See what you think. But what the hell? Insane. <laughs> yeah. So he's uh yeah. He's going to tattoo his face. He looks like he's just drawing it on with, like, chalk. And that's him with his blue <laughs> pill. He's like, I need a blue pill. Oh, is that a pill? I thought it was chalk. I was no, like, that's he's his drawing pill. it on his face. Because <laughs> he, he's like, give me a red. Give me a red. Sorry, son. It's whites and blues for you. For now, yeah. that is. Wink, wink. That's creepy. Yeah, so there's, uh, there's the future of Simpson. I knew there was a reason I didn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we have a, another email from Nuchas. Who wants to read that one? Sure. Yay. Um, another great episode. I was so tense watching this episode, and the only thing that broke it up was the amount of times people went into the airlock and out without locking the door from the outside. <laughs> really, what's the point of a controlled room that opens from the inside? How does that help? 
Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to try to understand the doors. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to smack Hogarth during this episode for even thinking of working with Kilgrave. I swear she is Icarus. The mm-hmm. best thing about, about this episode, Jessica can't be controlled. I knew it. I thought Kilgrave suspected it. I wasn't sure she was still able to resist it, but who knew there were so many possibilities. Finding out she was free was a fist bump moment. Nuches. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I was kind of like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can have Jessica... Um, uh, thanks, by the way, Nutty. I We couldn't have that, the Jessica, uh, you know, realize that at the start of the series, even though we might have realized. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. Maybe I would have liked it to be like her to realize that she did. So, maybe maybe next episode she'll realize that something happened to make her have the power to resist him. Like she doesn't have the power to resist him all the time mm. because, yeah, because I like the fact that, like, for instance, like she went into um, the 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 Sinbin, and she was there to get some aggression out on Kilgrave and um, threaten him to, and make him use his power on her. But you could also tell in her eyes, and kudos to Chris River Ritter, um, she uh, looked a little scared as well. She's like, I do not. She like she does not want to have him uh, take control of her. Mm-hmm. Again. Yeah, no, she wants. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. Just had another bit of news, uh, not really big news, uh, has just appeared, which says that John Bernthal was interviewed about playing the Punisher in season two of Daredevil, and he says that if you thought season one of Daredevil was dark, season two is even darker. Hmm. Which is just a general, it's just a general thing, you know, like any, you know, any sequence like this time, it's even darker. It's like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of standard. Cool. So now it's time to score the episode. So Michael gave it a 7 out of 10. Um, 7.5. Oh, did he? Oh, 7.5. I recorded it. Robin, what would you like to give this episode? Uh, Yeah, uh, I I thought this episode was suspenseful, but just ultimately very frustrating. Like we went through all that and yet he's out again and we learned something that we already knew. (laughs) Maybe people, you know... I don't know, because we, we talk about it to death. We talked about that flashback scene, like, okay, why is it that he's yelling for her to come back to him? Why does she not immediately come back to him? Because she finally re- learned how to resist him. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I didn't realize was, um, I guess I did realize that she didn't know that, but I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah, it was just kind of frustrating, especially on the second view. I was kind of twiddling my thumbs, and I didn't have too many notes throughout the episode so mm-hmm. um i'm just gonna give it i'm gonna agree with michael um a 7.5 out of 10 waterlogged feet <laughs> um matt i agree yeah I, I don't know this uh episode was kind of frustrating and a little a little bit uh dull in, in parts until the very end where everything goes to shit mm-hmm. uh it's probably my least favorite episode so far i'll give it uh 6.5 out of 10 sinbin floaters <laughs> oh. oh, Mel. Uh, yeah, I agree with everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's it wasn't that great. A lot of bad decisions. Uh, uh, questionable decisions, maybe I should say. Um, although I can understand that she's desperate. That's understandable. But you, oh, mm, I don't know. Ugh. 
she could have done it a better way. I feel like I feel like there could have been it could have been better done. But I know I know she was like under duress. There was a limited amount of time. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll give that to her. So I won't fail this episode completely, but I'll give it a six out of ten. Questionable decisions. Yeah, I there's a lot of questionable decisions in this episode. Um, the thing I do like is that we are getting to a sort of race against time in terms of with Hope's case, um, which I like. And we're reminded, obviously, that this isn't an option for Jessica just to leave Kilgrave because they even say like about just leaving him there to die. That's not an option for Jessica because she feels responsible for, for hope. Um, and obviously hope that there's that kind of hanging there that hope's going to go to jail for something she didn't do of her own own accord. Um, I think the highlights of this episode are, I like seeing the, interaction between Hogarth and Kilgrave I thought that was great I thought actually all the stuff with Kilgrave was great not just because it's lovely David Tennant but um because I just think he plays the character so multi-layered and so well and even when he's not using his powers he's able to manipulate everyone around him um I just love it um I like the stuff about his parents um I'm a bit mm, on the whole idea of him his power being like a virus I kind of prefer that it's just a psychic power which I know isn't as grounded as they would want it to be but I feel like it's the kind of thing you don't have to explain too much um you know there's there's all kinds of crazy things that happen in comics I I just don't feel like you need a big explanation for it um yeah so I liked it I thought it had some really tense moments particularly at the end the last sort of 10 minutes I absolutely love um I thought it was great that definitely elevates it so I will give it a I'll give it a seven and a half out of ten pruny kill gray feet so you said this was the highest rated episode Highest rated as in, according to NBC's numbers, which Netflix even said during their TCA panel, it was ridiculous and very flawed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, highest rated as in most people watched it, hmm. according to NBC's failed. Uh, it might have just rewatched that end scene. Things. Maybe. End scene's so good. That end scene, it might be the, my favorite ending of an episode. Yeah. So far, like in this this series, not not all uh, overall because I love obviously the ending to, see, to episode two of of Daredevil, but just the way everything just goes insane, I love it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I was just frustrated by it. I, you know, when we saw that hermetically sealed room, I was like, oh yeah, we're gonna get ourselves a Loki episode. You know, we're gonna get uh, Kilgrave in the cage, like telling people they're you know. Uh, I'm glad we uh, didn't though, because I, I feel like that. I was I was actually hoping for the complete opposite. I was like, I hope yeah. he's not in that cage long, because I feel like that whole thing is so overdone. And I was really, I know at this point in the series, I was really like, I really hope that he didn't plan to get caught and is like, you know, plan to get caught and is destroying stuff within within, because that is so overdone. We've seen it with Loki and Avengers. We've seen it in. Star Trek Into Darkness and Skyfall, and it's just Sounds of the Lambs. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, recently, like it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. really overdone. And I was, I was like, I hope he's not in this for like two or three episodes because I would just be like, oh, you know, just I, I love the interplay and I love the fact that he can't use his powers. I think it's it's interesting seeing him, but I would get bored of it very quickly. So I'm kind of <sighs> glad it didn't last that long. But maybe it's because I've seen you know the rest of the series. 
I just don't know what we're going to be doing for the next four episodes. I'll well, Foggy, Foggy comes into it next episode, and then Yay, the next Foggy. few episodes are all about Foggy. No! And his new, girlfriend, no. <laughs> his new girlfriend, who's called Mel. <laughs> Mel finally has a character named after her. <laughs> what would you have done if Kilgrave's mum had been called Mel? I would have wept for her. <laughs> <laughs> Mummy Mel. Oh, Mummy Mel. Well, unfortunately, we can't um, plug our host because he's already gone. Um, but he did mention some of the places you can find him on the interwebs. Um, my lovely co-host, though, have you been up to anything this week you'd like to plug? Um, I Zombie was back for a week, and now they're on hiatus again for another what? three. So I don't know what the hell they're doing over at CW. But oh. I Zombie podcast with Robin and Steph, and of course, um, we're plugging away at Angel season three over at Redemption Cast. Nice mm-hmm. and. Um, Matt Mel, is it? What, there was news with Twin Peaks, the new series, that it's going to be 2017, not 2016 now. Yeah. Meh. Sad. I'm very sad. I'm very sad because David Bowie just died, and yeah. he's in Twin Peaks, and the Log Lady died. And if they had started this like a year or two earlier to get it on track, so it would actually come out 25 years later. Yeah, but they were yeah. both sick, you know. Like they, they still have might have been done able. It, you it's, know. Yeah, it's possible they might not have been able to, but yeah. it's also possible they could have we but we shot yeah. a couple of videos you know yeah we could have seen both of their characters <laughs> yeah. could have done at least a cameo five years later yeah it seems like they just started this like well, a year or two too late but we could have yeah. shot videos months ago you know yeah yeah, yeah it's it's kind of sad i'm also like i don't know i feel like that after david bowie died with twin peaks fans there was a lot of fans at least say oh we've got the new series soon you know and after you know log, log lady um Catherine Coulson passed away, and now it's like, oh, now you have to wait another year for the series. It's like, we're lucky to be getting a series at all, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of like, what is going on, guys, you know? Yeah. Particularly with all the, how long it took for it to go into production, and the fact that it was, it was, and then it wasn't, and I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. But have you guys been up to anything else? Uh, obviously not not doing uh, Twin Peaks, but I just thought I'd mention with the, you know, for the Twin Peaks podcast, but with your other ones, is there anything... New and interesting happening lately? Uh, almost, we're almost on the Terminator series. We got one episode left, so that's what we make a podcast. Are you going to do the movies after that? We've done most of them except for Salvation and and Genesis. Genesis. Are you going to do those? I don't know. I think so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're almost done that podcast. Anyways, there's not much Terminator left. I wonder if there's any other <laughs> stuff. Then you should do RoboCop. <laughs> I'm looking forward to <laughs> including Universal the TV series Soldier. Universal Soldier. Yeah. <laughs> I love Robocop. Can I be oh, on? Oh, I love as well. <laughs> Me and Mel will start Robo Robocast. Robocast. <laughs> oh my gosh, I got another news announcement. <laughs> it's not even a news announcement. It, Jessica Jones actually tweeted out a, uh, a picture of a memo from Alias Investigations, and it says, it says written on it, how can I help? And he gives this phone number. Ready? 212... 212- Two five six one zero eight four. I have no idea if there's spoilers or anything, so I'm not going to call it. But uh, a critic I'm not said, "Call it. It's in America." <laughs> give it a give it a ring. You're going to have a laugh. Oh so, really? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me what it is again. I might call it. Two one two. Hang on, hang on, hang on. It's yep. recorded. Just so you know. Two one two. Two five six one zero eight four. I hope somebody who, who has seen this entire series more? can call and let me know if it's. I will. I'll call it. I'm just trying to, I'll call it via Skype in a minute once we've stopped recording. Uh-huh. And then I'll, I'll report next week. Um, 
Okay, so next week we will be covering episode 10, which is called... Sorry, <laughs> I'm just reminded of the top, which is called AKA 1000 Cuts. What do you guys think is going to happen in that? Mm-hmm. <gasps> Jessica is going to fall into a, a, a bin full of scraps of paper. It's going to be the sin <laughs> bit, but it's going to be like the it's, sin recycling it's bin. It's going to be the paper cut bin. Oh no, she's going to get a thousand paper cuts. <gasps> yes. That would be horrible and really Isn't that annoying. A thing of death by a thousand cuts? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's more like if, you know, like if you have, I can't remember what it's generally useful, but if you, it's like death by a thousand small wounds rather than one giant one. So you might have, um, I know earlier we were like, me, Matt and Mo were talking about bullying, but you might have someone who just says like, calls you a name, you know, and if if it's done enough, it can be just as hurtful as like one made, you know, one major thing. You know what I mean? It's that kind of thing of. Um, yes. Even though it's not seen as inherently hurtful, like de- it's you know you could kill someone death by a thousand paper cuts. Killgrave so do you think is... they're going to try to kill Kilgrave? Kill like, because he's already got a few wounds, so they're just going to keep wounding they're him. Throw like, tiny pebbles at him. They're going to throw yeah tiny pebbles <laughs> and, like, and paper airplanes <laughs> <laughs> with like little, tiny little like aircraft missiles attached to them. Sp- spitballs. <laughs> Spitballs. <laughs> He's gonna die from being covered in spitballs. Oh, what this would die. be the uh, the highest rated uh, episode on Netflix if it was called AKA A Thousand Cats. Aww, <laughs> a thousand three legged cats. Aww, less <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my> knuckles. <laughs> if I get like a cat that's really really grumpy and miserable and kind of sulky, I might actually call him Kilgrave. Oh, you should. Yeah. Yeah. You like could put evil... a purple collar on him. I might. This will go with my other cats, Smite and Smote and um, Larold and Talbot. And Kilgrave. <laughs> These are my cats <laughs> from the future. Yeah. Oh, All the kitties. All the kitties. Yay. All right. Well, Michael's gone, so he can't take us out with an Excelsior. So are there any quotes from this it. episode? Oh, yeah. Let's all do it. Or should we all do a Jessica? Because it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> the episode like opened up with a Jessica. Yeah. So we've got we've got to open up. Uh, we've got to close with a Jessica. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Yeah, Jessica! <laughs> <laughs> it will never not be fun to do. <laughs> One star. They say Jessica all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Alias Investigations. We've got cases and shit, so leave a message. Record your message at the tone. Press any key or stop talking to end the recording. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!